Well, hello, my friends. This is Mark Gladman, also known as Brother Frederick James, your friendly neighborhood monk in docks. And this is Monk on the Mic, the Monk in Docks podcast, episode 17, Making Spaceships and Bread, a conversation with Rob Bell. Just recently, uh, Rob Bell released a brand new book, <clears throat> a book of fiction, a novel, called Where'd You Park Your Spaceship? An Interplanetary Tale of Love, Loss, and Bread. And this is book one, Welcome to Furtis. Um, and in this amazing conversation, we talk about not just Where'd You Park Your Spaceship and the making of Where'd You Park Your Spaceship, which is also just as fascinating as the book itself. But as we go, we delve off into conversations about things ending and things beginning and surprises and experiences and simplicity and community and bread and of course spaceships and this wonderful world with these amazing people that you end up so close to as you walk through this story all the links to rob's uh work including where'd you park your spaceship the ebook the audiobook and the print book are all in the show notes or just go to robbell.com and you'll find everything there. I hope you enjoy this wonderful conversation we had together um, for Monk on the Mic and, uh, you know, shout out to Rob. Thank you so much for your time and being so generous in sharing this with you. You'll also, if you watch the video, which will be over on YouTube very, very soon, see some of the artwork that Rob shows me uh, that you'll hear in this interview uh, from his garage. Um, but that'll be up on the Monk and Docs YouTube channel very, very soon. Until then, enjoy this conversation. Monk on the Mic, episode 17, Making Spaceships and Bread, a conversation with Rob Bell. Thanks for listening, folks. Peace be with you. Enjoy. Robert Holmes Bell Jr., welcome to Monk on the Mic, my friend. How are you? <laughs> Nobody ever calls me that. I love it. It's great to be with you. In Wait, this not even living room not... on the sky somewhere between Australia and California. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, well, not even your mom calls you that when you've done something wrong. No. Mm -mm. Oh, wow. Um, Rob Jr., maybe, was what she would say. Okay. That was just because she, she was talking to me, not my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, welcome to the show. Let's jump into spaceships and making spaceships this this is the most amazing thing of yours i've ever read um for lots of reasons and the more i hear you talk about it the more i think you think that this is probably one of the most amazing things you've ever created as well would that be true it uh right away it was such a after 30 years of making things, it was such a, such a, uh, I don't even know what the word is. The, the experience of writing it itself was so different than anything I've made that I, I would have these feelings like, was everything a warm up for this? <laughs> it was almost like that, like a near death experience when you get that slide, when you imagine that slideshow of your life. And I, I would have these like, that that doesn't that doesn't help me write this but i would have i would have to like sort of just let that pass through like 
wait, this feels like me. Wait, what was that? Because that was a good life. All, I love all the earlier Robs. Yeah. It's like I it, it like did a forced integration. I had to like go backwards and just it's been a great ride. Yeah. Because of how this was so like oh wait, I it's the first thing ever where I was like I I would like to just do that from here on out. I'm I'm going to do this. Well, what's interesting? Even, sorry, yeah. go. Ahead. Yeah, it was literally like oh oh, oh I I just want to do this from here on out. It was very simple and straightforward. And if everybody thinks it's rubbish, I don't care. It's doing something to me unlike anything I've ever made. So, yeah, we're just going to do this. And if we have to go get a job somewhere, we'll just go get a job so we can do this. No, it was it, it, it was very, mm -hmm. what you're sensing it was like how you're sensing it was. Yeah. And I do want to come back to that sense of freedom um, mm -hmm. that I experienced as I read this of you and what was happening perhaps to you, but we'll come back to that. The, the book itself though, this is, this is not your first novel. I should point that out. Um, and I've not read, hang on, how do you say it? Is it Milliones Cajones or something? Milliones Cajones. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've not had the privilege of reading <laughs> your, your first novel yet. Hang on, why are you laughing? <laughs> Just love it to hear an Australian pronounce. All right. And that that the title of that novel is a mispronunciation of a phrase in Spanish that doesn't even exist. And there's the whole first half of the book is the narrator telling you it's a whole thing. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a joke within a joke within a joke. So I right. love hearing you pronounce it. Oh, thank you, <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, but but this book, um, this is really interesting. And hearing you talk about it, I think is really important to understanding the book in some ways. Um, if oh, it's possible to understand a novel, because this novel came out of a dream, right? Yeah, somewhere between fast asleep and wide awake, you know, that sort of lucid in the middle of the night, you'll you'll have like a thought, you know, an image or a thought or a joke or a memory, and you're sort of awake, but you're sort of, wait, no, it's the middle of the night, I'm sleeping. Yeah, yeah, it was very, and I remember this guy's asking this guy, where'd you park your spaceship, and thinking... Well, how does he feel about this question? Oh, he does not like this question. I mean, that came in, that came like roaring in. Oh no, he does not. Well, wait, there's spaceships. What happened to Earth? And it just started like, just went from there. But why this dream? Sure, surely you've had other dreams you've woken yes. up from before, but you haven't asked yes. the same questions. What was it about this dream that intrigued you so much that you had to ask the questions? I had been trying earlier in the that was in the that was in the early fall that summer i had been working on a air quotes rob bell book and <laughs> it just wouldn't all those other books at some level were an argument or a thesis like love wins idea a idea b idea c it's a particular kind of intellectual uh space that you're in where, where the things have to flow out of each other and if chapter four is a swerve it doesn't work um, and there was something about that teaching, explaining, articulating that I'd been doing for so many years. And I, I just, I couldn't get it. It was like, it was like the brain was like, can we just not, I don't want to do this anymore. It was a very strange, it was, that, like, it was like. That sentence, man. I was just about to say that sentence because that. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. And then I fell surfing on 
We have a holiday here called Labor Day. So the beginning of September. September? Yeah. And I fell surfing and I was, it's got my sliced open my chest and with bruises all over me. And so I, like for a week, I was, it, it hurt so much. I just sat in a chair for like a week. Right. Everything, every movement. And I just, I, it was like this overwhelming feeling like you're at the end of a thing. It was like that feeling that something is asking to die. It's like a season, a chapter, something is ending and do not numb it. Do not avoid it. Just sit and let it, let the thing that wants to die, die. Right. And it was something. And that was the first time that I could see in a new way, how personal the work I'd been doing. I was born into this Christian this home, this tradition, this lineage, this religion. And I had been, and I didn't understand what I was born into. And I had been trying to make sense of it. Where do I come from? Like, what is this thing that's so ancient and rich in its wisdom and destructive and toxic? It's all, mm -hmm. it's like all these things. And there's something about that. I could see, oh, you're trying to make sense of your lineage, your family of origin, I mean, in some ways, America or religion in the world as a whole, what is this thing that people, I could see, I couldn't, I, I could see how it was all actually me trying to work out something. And there was this feeling like, good, yeah, good job. You, you good job. It was a very yeah. surreal sort of, yeah, you were working something out and you worked it out at, at, a, at a certain level. You worked it out. You're good. We're good here. What do you want to do? Yeah. And that story came roaring in with so much because I'm I'm slow. I think the the force and the energy and the way the story just it's like I almost like I needed that to be like we're gonna do this now. Yeah. Because I, I having written enough books, you know when you have enough to start writing typing. You know when you've filled up enough of a notebook, you're like, and right away I was like, oh my god, wait, this is book one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very it's a it was yeah, it's quite an experience. And, I'm, and I'm I really... I talked Sorry. about it with a couple of friends at the time, but you're also you're working out something personal and you don't know whether six weeks from now you'd be like, Remember when I had that spaceship novel? So you know, almost like your friend who got a little buzzed at the party and was like, Remember when I said that when I was singing on the table? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you don't know if you know what I'm saying? Where you don't know, this might just be a thing that I just needed to work out for a moment, then I'm on to the next thing, or this might be a thing thing. So right. I did share with friends, like, I'm having this experience, but you're also sort of just seeing what it is before you say much about it. So it was very, yeah. Very and and I'm experience. really pleased you made, you, you said that sentence. I don't want to do this anymore because I, I want to be really careful having this conversation because i want to give away any spoilers to anybody um oh it's, yeah <laughs> it's just such a good book but there is a character who says that in the book at a very hinge moment says i don't want to do this anymore uh, two characters actually so, <laughs> and and to me as i'm reading oh this you're book, right i hadn't right? even plot that's why i love doing these interviews i hadn't even made any of those connections yeah see I'm reading this book and like, I know other people have pointed out and kind of like what you were saying, you know, talking about the flashbacks, mm -hmm. I'm reading this book and I'm having flashbacks of you 
if that's if that, oh, that interesting. So I'm reading the book and going, oh, I know where that where Rob has talked about this stuff before in other places. So oh. much so, you know how people say, I'm going to start looking at Rob Bell. Where should I start? What should I read? What should I watch? What should I listen to? I think moving forward, I'm going to say you need to start with where'd you park your spaceship? It's almost <laughs> like this is the Rob Bell Collection Volume 1 best of. Um, I don't know. I just I just saw these and I had these flashbacks to all these things that, that you've mm. talked about or done mm. in the past. Was that conscious? I mean, you, you and you've talked about how you're talking to people no. in interviews like this and going, you know, they're pointing this out and you're going, what, wait? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, the, a story doesn't, it's funny because it feels like uh, now we're doing a futuristic novel on a planet called Furtis about spaceships. This is a brand new swerve. This is brand new territory. This is a wildly new propulsive creative, but then it's also duct taped together and integrated a thousand things from over the years. Right. But no, the, the interesting thing about a story in a world is any like, oh, this is what I, this is what I'm intending to say, or this is what it means. is like a trap door or like a kill switch. The story just stops coming. Yeah, it doesn't even a character being modeled after somebody I know would didn't even cross it, it. There's nothing that I'm intentionally. It doesn't work intentionally to like try to put things in a, the story. It's why when you see a movie and it's like, oh, God, yes, be nice to everybody who's not like you or whatever the theme when it feels heavy handed. We just roll our eyes and we're like, yeah, OK, I get the message. You know what I mean? We just check. Well, like we're on to the next thing. It's, we can't. It's almost like we can't even do it because there's like a spell to a story. So it only worked. Like when Nunez is in the ravine doing the bread is magic thing. Yep. I was in the ravine. That scene is probably probably about four days. I was just in the ravine seeing what she does. So you're both creating it and also in it being surprised by what happens next just like all the kids and heen were in that scene so if there was some meaning or some point it like it just it, it's gone the the yeah so the whole thing is just what happens next what who do we meet what are they wearing what do they say all right um and then later it's almost like you come out of the spell and then later read it there were sections when I was writing that I would look back on the last 100 pages and just like have such emotion and tears and joy and confusion and not even know, like the subcon, almost like, I don't even know what, this is pushing buttons. Yeah, yeah, it's a fascinating experience. Well, this is why it's interesting also. I listened to the audiobook as well. Um, and <laughs> you can hear you being surprised. You can hear mm -hmm. you reacting mm -hmm to things mm -hmm. and to me it was authentic it was almost as if you were reading this for the first time even though by oh that yeah point, yeah you've read it a number of times no doubt you've edited it yeah but i do remember that in the audiobook not like i would turn the page and be like oh that's right this is the next <laughs> yeah yeah there's a, there's lots of times when somebody in the audiobook there's lots of times reading it because it's a fairly long so there's no way to have it like completely sort of mapped out memorized so i would turn the page and see one of those asterisks and then 
there'd be the next section that would be, oh, that's right. I would, I, it was, yeah, that's all real. <laughs> yeah, and so what's really intriguing to me again is this idea that um, how, how very much like real life, not just, I'm not talking about the book being like real life, but this process of the writing and the, the coming back to it as you have, as you did the audiobook and edits. And, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. there, there were times there where you are obviously holding them up, you were tearing up. Yeah, you could yeah, hear yeah, yeah. That. Um, mm -hmm. and, and this is all authentic and how very much like life this is. Um, how very real yeah. this and And I'm thinking about the book now, not so much as a book, but an experience of... Yeah not just you and what's happening for you in that moment, but what was happening for me in my reactions to it as I both read it and as I both listened to you read it, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, but a number a... of people have said that. And I remember for sending some early drafts to friends, like, I've been working on this thing. Would you take a look at it? And uh, like, I can think of a friend named Jen, a friend named... Uh, Natalie, a friend named Phil, who were like, oh, Cody, who said, I got to like, hold on, I got to like recover. I'm like rattled because of the experience. They were like, it's like an, it's more like an experience. Yeah. Because that's yeah. how it was for me. And, and I, and I've noticed how many people I, even, even novel, I felt like I was, telling a story i even noticed that i refer to it as a story more than a novel almost like i do this podcast called the robcast in the garage with this mic almost like you're telling people a story yeah so even conventional publishing which i've done for years didn't feel right because i i no, no i'm sorry it's not it's a story you'd be in a room full of publishing executives in new york being like no it's a story i'd be like what the what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, it's a, it's no, it's, it's not that. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, well, it is a book and it is a story and it's typed up and we were putting a cover on it and I just picture myself <laughs> being like, yeah, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's not that. So, and I'll do the audio book in my garage. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. And these are very, very mysterious. How something? Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, I, and I, I appreciate this is the thing. I think this is, w without trying to hype it, <laughs> it'll sound like <laughs> a hype. It, this is a magical book in that sense, um, I think. The, mm. the way it, it drew on what I knew of you, the way it drew out both what I knew and what I didn't know of me. Um, mm. Mm. And maybe it's just because the ex my experience for the moment was matching what was happening within the context of, of, of Heen and some of these other people. But yeah, this was, yeah. It, it really takes a lot for a novel to get me. I'm a nonfiction reader. So if a novel can keep me past the first couple of pages, that's pretty good. Um, well, this is very interesting you say that because a number of interviewers have said, they, they, they say, I don't read fiction. I read nonfiction, but I decided to try this one. And I didn't know that a uh, nonfiction could do this. Right. Um, so uh, that's fascinating to me. But did you know that nonfiction could do this? Also, that yeah. fiction could do this. 
fiction yeah yes i love i haven't read i don't actually once i started writing this book i haven't read much since in two years right because this book came and and what what's going to follow sort of like exploded within me so um i sort of lost i've only read a couple books since then but prior to that mostly only fiction like i was like almost like done with yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so yes, fiction has done wonderful things. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. So, but I haven't read sci-fi or anything. Like, I haven't read widely. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can tell. Um, what, what what and that's something beautiful about Furtis too is there's something very Earth about it. Um, like it's we're we're in a place that's beyond Earth, but there's Good. still real humans doing real human things. Which they probably wherever we on. find ourselves in the future, it'll yeah. be real humans doing real human things. <laughs> You'd hope so. Uh, so. So now listen, the the again, just going back to your experience of writing this and what you were going through at the time, one of the things that you've also talked about since writing the book is your decision to self-publish. And it's not yeah. so much the mechanics that I'm interested in, it's that being subversive to the system uh, a little while ago also, you talked about uh, an introduction to Joy and how uh, a friend of yours, I think it was, tried to get oh, yeah. some sort of play yeah. on Netflix or something like this. And Netflix yeah, yeah, yeah. said, we don't get this. And so you just went, well, well, we'll just do it ourselves. We'll just throw it up on on YouTube and do it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's this continual continuation in this of that subversive thing of getting away from the system, which again... I can see a call back there to what was happening in the book too. Um, how hard has that been for you to to come out of that system and into this new system? Yeah, yeah, that took a lot. It's taken a lot of uh, a lot of reflection. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, the old world as I like to call it, you would like turn in a book and then there'd be a room full of people who would magically make it appear on shelves and then there'd be checks. And I don't know how it works, but it's great. I benefited greatly from an old world. Right. And um, Kristen, who we've been together for now for 30 years, but she'll often say, she said a couple, she'll say, you know, you could part at any moment. You could have become like, whatever, environmental guy, activist guy, anti-nukes guy, Bible guy, creativity guy, historical Jesus, Jewish roots guy. She's like, you could have parked at any moment. And there would have been plenty of people who would have appreciated that and probably would have been more profitable. And <laughs> there always would have been a new crowd who would have found that like, whoa. And she's like, you just can't do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you just have to keep um following it which generally requires some thing that you leave behind yeah. and generally some security boundary definition shape form accolade not something square footage <laughs> like you, you security all those things you're yeah. following something and so it just keeps going you just keep getting invited to follow it, which 
generally means a thing that you got used to. We have to shed that now, apparently. Right. And, and after a while, I, it becomes normal. Like, yeah, that's just how it works. Well, yeah, I was going to say after a while, well, going back a while, this is not the first shedding <laughs> right. that you've right. done, so, right? Yeah, so I think your, question's, your question really strikes to my heart about at some point you stop fighting that. Yeah. And even with this book, well, here's an example. Every publisher with every previous book, I would say, could you please make the font big? There, for people who don't read, like when you open a book, there's a psychological component to, oh my God, it's like so tight. Like that's gonna, I can't read this. And if like even one point bigger font, there's a, another world of people who are like, oh, I could actually read this. Right. And no publisher's like, well, that would make it more pages. That's more expense, can't do it. Um, and then this one, I got to make a bigger font. The number of people who are like, thank you, a book for people like me. Right. So um, you just go, what would you trade? It's like, like literally go into the hole financially in order to make a book. It's like a brand new experience. Mm -hmm. And yet, do it no other way. How else would I do it? Well, just, right. yeah. And mm -hmm. it's it's and it's it's resonating, obviously. In what you said about there's the thing you made, and then there's how you made it, yeah. and how you made it is often energetically imprinted in the thing you made. So we're responding to that movie, but we're also responding to the fact the director shot that movie on an iPhone because mm -hmm. nobody could get the vision so they just went out and made like who you know they made that record in their living yes. room on their own because nobody and then they put it out themselves alone because nobody got it and so there's something about how this actually works most stuff isn't recognized at first your handle in social media is real rob bell you know why that is why is this imposters oh i got that bit but there's something like about the, real the idea oh. of the real rob bell <laughs> and what's happened this yeah. this whole shedding this this, yeah, yeah. this there's this real yeah. realness about what it is you're doing and i think that's also resonating with a lot of people for the reasons that you just pointed out a lot of people have had to go the subversive route because the gatekeepers mm -hmm. have kept them away yeah um you know the gatekeepers wanted you to do things their way but you had an end but you've sort of gone well to do things the way i'd like to do them i have to be real yeah. to myself and yeah. I, I i wonder is there something that you have done or said to yourself in order to maintain that sense mm. of realness about who you are and what you're about and did you ever ever risk losing that at some point um, at every, yeah, because at every stage, you are like, oh, there's a clear path here. And it means I'll be on my own. There won't be that. There won't, there won't be that, whatever, support. Like, we'll have to just do it ourselves and trust. Right. It's like the, the constant abundance over scarcity, empowerment over disempowerment. Um, 
yeah there's some deep i picture them like deep the the move from this is happening to me to this is happening for me like these um yeah and even this i mean i had like there were like teams of publicists whose job is to get you interviews when a book comes out it's like well there won't it never occurred to anybody in how many years of publishing it never occurred to me or anybody to say to like on my on the broadcast yeah i love talking about these characters that's why i'm talking to you yeah, right. i love talking about this i love hearing what people see in the story i hadn't ever made anything like this that i wanted to talk about this it was so enjoyable that i was learning so much from other people about so you just you embrace the limitations and discover whole new worlds of imagination yeah instead of oh poor me i have to no there's something new hiding in what appears to be a limitation or even scarcity there's all sorts of abundance hiding in what appears to be scarcity mm. Mm -hmm. no, yeah it's all things i've gone around the world talking about that then came to life for me in all kinds of new ways that were just startling yeah love loss and bread <laughs> and for lots of reasons which we may touch on because i want to hear more about from you than me but i love this bread i love a lot of the stuff i've been doing beforehand has been looking at bread and the way the bread's made and there's a whole mm. workshop that i've created about really bread and yeah yeah about um <laughs> the working title for it was bread and bible but <laughs> up there with wine and wine and word and whiskey and gin and jesus and whiskey and word Ooh. and but the Ooh. whole make the whole making of bread and the way bread's made and the way it comes together and stuff there's so much in there about community and infusion and togetherness and and stuff i i love the way bread has woven mm. itself and i'll say woven itself because you you are apparently unconscious to the whole thing that was happening but it's woven itself into the the story here um how, how do you do you know where that came from is there something about bread for you that's yeah it's, it's the great? longing the longing for the elegance and simplicity of a few things done well yeah if you think about you only actually wear a few clothes and the clothes that you wear better to have a couple of things and whatever they cost, you'll end up wearing them way more than the cheap stuff. Like, think about furniture. You think about even the the nature of closets. So that that sense that there's only a few things needed. Mm. And when you do come across something that's so familiar, it's unfamiliar, a great loaf of bread. Mm. My God, people have been doing this for like, thousands of years and yeah oh the actual things everybody wants are like so elegant and simple just a few ingredients what what actually satisfies and fulfills and sustains right and the complication and complexities of the modern world often get in the way of all that if we need this you need this actually i don't think we do Mm. you actually don't yeah <laughs> so there's something about bread that's a stand-in for that as well as just 
down at the bottom of the hill here. It's an organic sourdough bakery under an oak tree. There's like a little stucco hut, Wednesdays through Sundays, $7 for the small loaf. I come home, oh, the best, mm. <laughs> just the best. Yeah. And there's something really special about the fact that Keen, with all the complexities of life around them, chooses yeah. the baking, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't yeah. think we ever find out why he chooses. And he doesn't baking. apparently doesn't seem to make a connection between the bakery would get bread and be with his mother, and the fact yeah. that that's what he ends up. He seems to. I love how he keeps noticing things about himself, like, and they <laughs> at one point he's like. You know, I notice, but I don't see. Mm. And then Noon, I love that Nunez shows up and is like, the reports say that you're like good, but like you miss so much. My God, <laughs> you're like terrible. And do you think you're good? <laughs> and yet, yeah. And then the rose, the, and then when she asks him, like, what's your favorite bread? And he's like, instantly, like, yeah, sourdough with rosemary. He's like, mm. hey, where'd that come from? It's like, the subconscious is like speaking and he's like, it's almost like, where'd that come from? I don't, I don't reveal like that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this beautiful community. And this is where I think mm. for me, the bread mm -hmm. thing and in, mm -hmm. in the bakery amongst the staff, amongst the people who mm -hmm. work there, mm -hmm. who turn out to be the core characters of at least this first book. Um, yeah. And that was huge to me when I was like, Oh wait, what if it goes from he's, apparently all over the galaxy and then he lands in this one place and the whole thing just goes right in on these few people in this one or two rooms and what happens around the these tables where they prepare the bread like if i got like hyper local like super particular mm. that became very interesting to me who are these people what are they wearing what what's going on in each of their lives how could the bakery be somehow universal it's just yeah. one planet and this one bakery, and yet everything is happening around for them is huge. And and we become a part of this community. Yes. Like I, yeah, yeah. I know I know more about Borns and Peeble than I do about um even some people I know. I was gonna say <laughs> Sapong, but there are some people I know here that I don't know as well as Borns and Peeble. Right. Uh, because we focus in so microscopically mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. on who they are and their senses of humor. Um, I didn't even know what why Bobby Freelance was so. I didn't even know what Bobby <laughs> Freelance did. I just knew that he was doing something very mysterious. Is it nefarious? Is he doing something illegal? And then you find out. Well, when you find out, he's basically like conflict resolution, the most yeah. basic, straightforward <laughs> human thing. It's like oh, like all that to me was just delightful. I'm still not 100 percent sure what he does at the bakery. He seems to be coming. He comes in and out of rooms. <laughs> Okay. and gets just, paid for uh, it <laughs> we just designed and released a uh, a t-shirt that says in big letters on the front you just got bobby oh, freelance, freelance yeah <laughs> oh i don't even know what that I'll, I'll put up a link to the store but man this the store is great i mean pedal 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 coffee mug that mm -hmm. that's the there we go best. that's the best yeah so so bread is this beautiful hub in the book that holds Heen in this warmth. And I was going to say, is this because of the connection to his, his mother and his father? Um, it's like he's, yeah, the bread somehow means something that he hasn't even really 
thought through consciously and then it pops back up and then something about uh and this is the thing that's so fascinating is you, you can research all you want all these herbs and i don't know why he and his mother sat and had rosemary with sourdough with rosemary even though i love rosemary I don't know why. And then you research it and find out that apparently it has something to do with memory. And you're on some oh. website going, wait, what? I mean, these are all the things that happen that you're just, I don't, who's running the show here? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> it's, why did you find, apart from the, the memory thing, is there another reason why you found bread so important to the story itself? I have, I remember being in Berkeley, California a couple of years ago, going to a bakery, thinking about the people who get up in the middle earlier while the rest of us are sleeping and go to a bakery. And just the ancient nature of, of a bakery. And yet, is anything better than a, like someone visits you and you're like, oh, there's this bakery we got to go. You're visiting mm -hmm. somebody. They're like, oh, there's this bakery go to your head. I'm in. Yeah. Like I'm in. Yeah. Um, so there's something about the it's the thing hiding in plain sight. Like there are bakeries all over, and yet a good bakery has a line out the door. So how are there so many yeah. things people are wondering what to do with their lives? And then there are these things that when somebody does it well, there's a line down the street. Right. Like when somebody right. gets a good pizza. How hard is it to make good pizza? Apparently, it's quite good. Apparently, it's quite hard. If somebody makes good pizza, line out the line door. Out the door. How there are these things, and when it's done well, we we yeah, I just find that endlessly fascinating. And we and all of the things it. when people say that's been done before. What like <laughs> why would I do that? That's been done before. Um, no, no good coffee. Yeah. Like, you just oh, think yeah. about how many things there's a deep human often cynicism about why would I do that? It's, there's already been like millions of books, not that one, not the one you're talking about, right? Not that coffee, not that pizza. I, re I remember going to, um, I did a, a show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival a number of years ago, and I was staying with a guy at this little town called Altona, which is on the railway line out of Melbourne, and uh, we went into the little township and there was a bakery there um, and he picked up this uh, sourdough with olives and I ate sourdough with olives for a week. Yeah. After, after we cut that loaf one Sunday, I just kept going back for the very yeah. reason you're talking about. This is good bread. It's beautiful. It's tasty. It's delicious. And there was something about the bread that I've never forgotten, but there's something about the fellowship I had at yeah. the table, at the home that yeah. I stayed in with these people around that bread that I haven't forgotten either. Uh, Howard and his wife, just there's something I, that connected us like the bread is connected, you know? When you talk to people about what they're actually craving in life, actually, whatever they've lost, whatever they've taken apart, whatever they've left behind, whatever doesn't work anymore, whatever. When you ask people what they really long for it's always the simple elegant just a few things yeah 
I think it's. The, is... I think the bread. I think that's why the bread just keeps coming up. Is it's, it's a stand-in for. The. What we actually want. What does Rob Bell long for? <laughs> um, I've organized my life so we don't long for things. They're just here. My friends, uh, I'm going to go to after this to my daughter's soccer game. Then I'm going to drive an hour and a half into Hollywood because my son's band is playing. A friend of mine's in town in L.A. I'm going to see him. We're going to go to my friend's son's show. I can't think of any. Like a soccer game and a show. There. That's what I long for tonight. <laughs> and it's interesting you should raise those things. You know, I about 18 months ago moved out of the city. I was living on the Gold Coast, right there on the beach in the city. And we'd moved two and a half hours west into this little country town just west of this town called Toowoomba. Um, and it's green and it's peaceful and there's these beautiful trees in what we call our meadow where our three dogs, two Dashdowns and a Jack Russell run around and go crazy. And there's something about this thing of contentment that when we embrace what it is you have in the moment where you yep. are, the longing yep. goes away. And I, I yes. wonder if that's really what we long for all along. Yeah, the absence of, yeah, when longing goes away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, always interesting to me when people use the word dreams, how often dream is an energetic placeholder for that, which is never going to happen. It keeps, I just talked about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to steps, steps yeah. and plans. Yeah. We don't have to do, we don't have to dream. We just do steps and plans. We just listen to what's asking for us to respond to it and follow it. That's how things happen. It's the simplicity, right? And this mm -hmm. is what gets us back to bread too. It's that simple thing of taking our hands, bare hands and doing something with them and making something beautiful with them. Is this part of the reason why you've gone back to doing art more? And I notice you got some of your art behind you there. Um, <laughs> oh this garage is just full. Just, just, <laughs> oh, just, just, man, just you weren't kidding everywhere. when you said you've been pulling renovated home discards from yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, when I'm driving around and I see that the house is what, what, car, what sort of car you got? This is like, there's an electric car right here. Oh man, you, like, need, you need a ute. What, yeah. no, what do you call them over there? Not utes, trucks. You need a, a truck with the, the, the tray back so you can... Tray. But see, the problem is we just opened up this art store and so now I'm shipping this stuff and I'm like trying to figure out how to build boxes for some of it. So then it's... <laughs> But this will be easy. How's this one? Oh, this yeah. is why we have retrogrades. <laughs> <laughs> is this why you've gone back to doing art, though? You're using your hands to create never, something? This is all brand new to me. Oh, so I know you were a musician. Um, mm -hmm. And I, you, you did mm -hmm. some music a little while back, too. No, but this um, all this stuff. This all is all this. New? And like, like um, resins and dropping splattering paint and this is yeah. a kitchen shelf from the 1960s and how different <laughs> oh god the best you're having oh, fun with it though right oh my goodness i could i love it so much i love it so much 
This is this is the real Rob Bell. Yes. It's mm -hmm. an, it, it, do you see it as kind of an emerging from yes. something? Very much so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a Very much so. Almost like. Yeah. Like we had some things we needed to do apparently, and so we and then now we got to the stuff, the other stuff, the real the stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think about it and I I reflect on it and it'll, it's helpful to process and reflect on it and then at some point it's not helpful. It's just yeah. This is apparently how it went. Okay. And then I look at a piece of wood over there that's just asking for another color to be poured on it. And I... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how it works? <laughs> I'm not going to ask, lest I start driving around picking up shelves and doors from people. Um, oh, the best. <laughs> which character in the book do you uh, relate to? the most oh yeah and that the question might be today because it might be yeah, someone different it's really tomorrow in, it's, but... it's interesting i don't have any none of yeah none of them are it's almost like you ask somebody which of their kids they love the most or you think about in, in people who study dreams talk about how every character in a dream is some aspect of the self um they're not separate from the person having the dream they're all just aspects of what's already happening in the person so yeah no i don't they, it's very interesting to me none of them there's no like oh that's me oh that's me oh that's not a friend of mine actually read i sent him an early draft and he read it and he got so frustrated trying to figure out which character i was that he just put it down he's like ah this is so dumb <laughs> i couldn't do it and then weeks and weeks and weeks later he picked it up again and he was like oh i was completely off i kept trying to play which one is rob and he's like yeah and then i was like oh they're all they're all him because none of them are him or something he had to like work it out which i thought was he sent me this hilarious email that was re really helpful for me to see oh yeah yeah so i don't i don't see myself in any of them right. and and i could probably could sit with any of them and after a while be like oh yeah got it i can see myself it's like i it's both. Well, it was probably a spattering of you, a DNA of you, and all of them in some way. That's what that's what people people seem free to point that out. People seem <laughs> to feel free to point that out. <laughs> which, which of the characters uh, do you feel closest to? Then, if they're not you and don't represent you, is there one that you feel the closest to? Uh, there are moments, like an example, would be when line when team bring lines back spoiler alert those of you listening if you're still listening and you haven't read the book well done yeah um, but <laughs> editor's note uh, like when he brings lines back and he falls and lines is being held by borns and <laughs> he realizes he probably bit off the tip of his tongue and maybe broke his jaw and he feels these arms cradling him and it's Bobby Freelance and Bobby Freelance says, I got you, brother. That just it completely wrecks me. Oh. Just absolutely wrecks me. Um, Dill Tud's speech patterns, his like off-kilter weird ways that he strings together words and it's weird and wacky and profound. All like, So I can pick out things that I 
just or Nunez. She's like a, able to connect with she's everybody's best friend. But after a while, he's like, wait a second. <laughs> you have no history. Like yeah. nobody gets anything on who you actually. So there are that the, there are, that would be an example of how those things each grab me in different ways. Yeah. They just grab me and fascinate me and uh yeah, that's how it is. That's how it sits within me. Which of the characters then do you need most in your life? You 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 thought about this so much more than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I'm asking because uh, and it took me till the end of the book. Um, and yeah, slight spoiler alerts, maybe, but until the last section, yeah, Diltard was great but annoyed me. Yes, good. I mean, not and, good, but yeah. And I'm getting a little bit teary as I'm talking about this with you right now, but then Diltard's whole thing broke me. Mm. Uh, and I, I, for me, I realized that uh, I needed Diltard. I, I needed Diltard and I needed Diltard to pull the last bit of the tablecloth out from between the table and all the things that were sitting on the table. The, the tablecloth has been coming off for a, quite a, quite mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. before I read this book, uh, my wife and I had been talking about things and what that looked like and what it would mean and we tried some things and uh they kind of worked but didn't work and um still some frustrations there and it's kind of like diltud comes along in that last chapter and rips off the band-aid completely pulls that tablecloth out and it mm. broke me but mm. in a good way and yeah. i realized i need needed a diltud around me and unfortunately for all for better or worse i don't know maybe this is the beauty of fiction is that diltud 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 <laughs> did it for me not this person is my diltud type vibe you know what i mean um oh, like let me introduce well, you to you my friend peter that. peter is my diltud not like that diltud <laughs> is my diltud <laughs> Oh, that and is uh, very hence, hence why you know a, a piddle 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 coffee mug, it's it's you gonna be a thing because oh. I'm gonna need that person, even if it's in my head, to sidle up beside me and say piddle piddle piddle, just to keep me keep me going, to keep me moving, to keep me reshaping. Wow. So all that to say, is there someone for you that you need? Well, it's even if it's right now. Well, it's interesting what you said about I I did notice King has been numb. He's beginning to realize he's been in grief. It's almost like he's starting to live in his body actually. And when Diltud first showed up and King is supernaturally irritated. Like he's just, this guy annoys him on some other plane. And that when you 
begin to feel. The first feeling he doesn't have is a, a giant universal embrace of all sentient life. He doesn't feel like a warm sort of, oh, he feels like an irritation of the highest order. Mm. And that gift of Dill Tud getting under his skin, which says, he gets under my skin, but that's where I am. And I can see learning to live in my body to actually allow myself rage, anger, despair, doubt, all the things that I was not raised to feel all the feels. I didn't come from a world. It stayed stuck in its head. And there is even writing this and feeling this. Um, you might find it interesting. Two friends who are in publishing read early drafts and said, yeah, the action doesn't really start till Nunez shows up in his bedroom. So that's really where, like, in a, like an actual novel, there's actually stuff happening. So maybe if you started there, you could grab readers. Otherwise, readers might, will probably, like, not it'd be very hard for readers to engage because not much happens and i remember sitting with that note and thinking no no you have to go on a long journey with this guy you have to actually go all the way back to his childhood and you have to be with him and if you're with him that long when he does begin to have these things happen to him then you there's a chance that we'll all feel something but the, but your question goes back to a very distinct editorial like decision yeah but how are you supposed to understand the end of the book without the start of the book right the way you publish it i don't think it's possible to right truly... right right and i was like well then maybe you do it like but i distinctly remember what you... no this is what's happening is this guy starting to actually feel and I, uh, yeah, that's probably, that's probably, there's probably lots of me and yeah, there is, there's lots of me in that, you know, it's, it's okay to feel. Yeah. And when you do feel a lot of the feelings immediately, the culture, the cultural programming conditioning right. is there are good feelings and bad feelings. No, it's just, there's just the emotion. There's just the feeling. There's just, and that's. Yeah. That's been massive for me. That's big. It's it, yeah. This whole sense of it, it is what it is. Or, or even you think yeah. about yeah. Where is it? Oh, I have this giant painting over here that has a bit about that. Um. Oh yeah. Let me see if I can hold on. Let me see yeah. how long my laptop battery lasts. Here's a giant. This feels exactly like. This feels exactly like this feels. Exactly like this feels. Exactly <laughs> like this feels. Exactly yeah. like this feels. <laughs> yeah. Just whatever the whatever the experience is. Yeah, this feels how this feels. So the right. mind and its endless judgments and its endless how does this relate? How does this this is just what's happening? Without well, judgment. This, this is what Without I say condition. to people all the time. And embrace. You you're feeling this, that's okay. Embrace it. Yeah. Don't hold on you're to angry. it forever. You're angry. Yeah, right. Sit angry. with it. Okay. Don't try and move on from it. Don't try and palm it away. Sit with it. Be it. This is happening. Let mm -hmm. it do what it needs to do in you. Mm -hmm. um, 
or you, you think about you were talking about marriage. Like if you're if you're observing two longtime partners, and there there's some issue that keeps coming around, and finally one day one of them says, "Well, if we're going to stay together, we're going to need to get to the root of this." But no one's ever said if we're going to stay together, and the two of them are losing. Like, wait, did someone just say that? Or like, they're in terrifying new territory. But mm -hmm. you, the observer, would be like, oh, no, 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 they're better than ever. Like, that's what you have. That's what that's the speaking the unspeakable mm -hmm. is what frees the whole thing to actually move into new spaces. Right. So if you, if you weren't in it, you would be observing it. You'd be going, oh, yeah, no, the whole thing just took a giant leap forward. Absolutely. So that's what I that's that's. Uh, yeah, that's happening in the book for sure. Did you have a dual tub that pushed you that's into this so subversive world? This. I can't. It's weird. It's so interesting. I don't. Borns, people, Ziga, I can't find people I know. Mm. Well, you said that. You said if you'd tried to base them yeah. on somebody real, it just would have stopped. Yeah. The whole thing when wouldn't I'm like, have happened. I'm like, where did I get her? Where did I get him? Yeah, I don't like one friend said, "Hey, that one character—that's like a take on my name, right?" And I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> I, I was like, "Not that I know of." And then later, I was like, "Oh yeah, it, it is the way that I named that character and what the character is doing is so directly connects with this one friend." But like, literally, never even crossed my mind that friend even points out and i'm like no because i genuinely was like I, I don't see any connection to it and then and then like weeks later was like oh i guess i guess that is so yeah it's very strange i don't i think it's right because it has to be free from you know just it has to be free to be the story and not be some other thing i'm trying to do i don't know if anybody's asked you yet about when we can expect book two I have a yeah, it's tough for me because you got I have a long standing i don't i never ever i always had a thing about not talking about anything that I hadn't made, yeah, that's like I've always just announced I've just said like, oh yeah, such and such is available. No one knew there was this in the works, yeah, but I'm very excited about what's coming okay <laughs> we we will wait with excitement and bated breath and for <laughs> yeah. that next piddle 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 to come whispering into our ears uh rob where can people get the book rob robbell.com all right? the info all the info of where to find it your local bookstores are starting to have it um mm -hmm. as far as i know but robbell.com will give you all sorts of info about the audiobook the book the yeah the universe of merchandise all kinds of stuff the merch <laughs> the merch <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 yeah and the, and like all your other stuff's there too so it's probably the best hub to go to there's a for, fair bit of stuff there all things rob bell is there anything else mate you wanted to it was mention, wonderful talking talk to, to you i loved your questions yeah thank you i thank really you. feel like you yeah it's just a really really moving rewarding experience to have someone like you to meet you in the living room in the sky and connect like this it really means the world to me and to have yeah. you 
I've had the experience you had with the story. It's wonderful because I had a similar experience that was totally different, but also similar. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just wondrous to me. Thank you. And, and thank you for your time. And, yeah, get to uh, robbell.com. Check out all things Rob and get yourself a spaceship and read it and or listen to it. The audio book is just, I mean, do both. I, I did. <laughs> uh, and th there is something about you reading it too, may I, may I add. Um, yeah. You know, hearing you phrase it and parse it um, as you do. And I must say too, just going back to that comment on font, for me, uh, a Rob Bell book's always been amazing to read because of the layout. That's the first thing that ever struck me about a Rob Bell book when I picked yeah. up my first Rob Bell book that 232 marks ago. Um, These things matter to me. These picked up that matter. Rob Bell book and the layout. And I had people saying to me, oh, it's so annoying. And I was like, get back in your box, man. This is, the, this is so good to read laid out on the page like this. I love it. So um, <laughs> thank you for holding on to that with this book too. That that good. meant a lot to me. Not that good. One book sale is not going to matter. But. Certain things are just how it's supposed to be. We don't know why it's, but it just is. Yeah. Any last minute advice to those of us who are sitting out there? I mean, the people who listen to this show obviously mostly are people who are making their way, fitting things together. In many cases, reconstructing. Um, that's a journey you've been on, uh, I know, for the last little while and maybe are still on in many ways. Any last bit of advice that you might share with those people before we finish up? Well, I would always just ask people, what do you want? And what's fascinating is if you ask people what they want, generally, some people have never thought, considered what they want. That's yeah. a brand new idea. What do you want? But most people who have who had, maybe came from one world and grew, grew, evolved, kept going, and you ask them what they want, most people are like, um, good food with some people. Maybe everybody reads a section of a poem. Maybe we each bring a song and we play it on a Spotify list and we discuss what it means. Maybe we each, like, we sit around a table and talk about our lives. Yeah. We go for a hike like so what people are like i'm i'm missing this i'm missing that i'm missing this i would like this i've never met anybody who none of those weren't available for free in the wild <laughs> it's part of the growing up is that someone else used to do it or provide it or organize it yeah but when you ask people what they want it's like like to be in someone's backyard and we all were there and we're doing something that connects us to each other it's it's often almost like fragments of just like obvious right oh, great this is how you so i always would just say to the person yes this is how you make a new world just people sit in silence and listen for what they actually want and then they organize their lives and Try it. And then you try another version. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome to innovation. Welcome to the creation of a new world. Welcome in, to a world where you don't need a committee to validate your experience. Yeah. Or 
authorize it or give you permission or even fund it. Like you just think, what does this family need? What is this neighborhood? What would I enjoy? Oh, well then we'll do that. Yeah. So it's a brief, it's a connection to the body. It's a connection to the heart. It's a connection to desire. It's the freedom to just try things and see what works. It's like bread, very straightforward, very simple in its complexity. I was going to say like a salad with rosemary. Yeah. Yeah. And we're done. Real Rob Bell, thank you so much for being with us on Monk on the Mic. Thank Peace, my you. Cheers. Thank you.